All right, so we have just come back from watching the first episode of Star Trek Prodigy, Lost and Found. So I thought it was fine. I thought it was um it was charming. It was I think as you say it was lovely and I think it it definitely accomplished what it set out to do. Well, I thought it was lovely before I saw it. Yeah. But now it's I saw it and it was fine. Yeah, my initial impression in watching it was that now I'm I'm sure this is not going to be a very unique take, but it was Star Wars more than it was Star Trek. And I think this is going to be a very common thing to hear. I mean, right down to the droid. I'll even call him a droid. The droid that has a Darth Vader vibe. And then the hooded young person at the side of the Darth Vader droid. Um, with a choice of whether to go with the positive, hopeful rebels that they actually were called rebels. Or to stay with the dark, um, you know, fascist giant head dictator person um the characters had a very star wars vibe to them the animation style had a very star wars the clone wars vibe to it um yeah so it it was actually points i really wanted uh, i hope that ahsoka and anakin would come in and, and rescue them i got a very um I got a very Guardians of the Galaxy vibe about it. Mm. But we're not far off, I think, from each other in that sense. Right. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I was surprised that it was in its duration. I didn't realize they were releasing it was a two-part pilot. But um, I think that, yeah, I, I, it was, as I said, I think it definitely accomplished what it set out to do, which was just to meet the characters and set up the premise of the show. I didn't go into it thinking... I didn't go in there with my Star Trek hat on, because I knew who the audience was. So I wasn't going in there being concerned with Easter eggs or what have you. So... I expect we will get those things. I expect we will. Here's a question, though. You, someone who knows and notices these things, and as you say, I never talk about it, so now's my time to talk about it. Um, the ship was pretty advanced, right? Beyond anything we've seen, I would feel. Except, well, excluding Discovery, because I don't want to think about it. But the ship seemed advanced, right? Yeah, it did. Okay. It did. Any thoughts on when it might be from? Or have we got any word of when this is set? Yeah, it is set... About five years after Voyager returns home. So that puts us at about 2380 something. I believe. They would have made made ship advances while while Voyager was away. I believe. I may be wrong about this. I'd have to double check. This may be happening in parallel with Lower Decks. But it's set in the Delta Quadrant, where Voyager was set. Right. So. And the ship had sort of a Voyager shape to it. A it little did. Bit. It did. 
It but did. the bridge was clearly very advanced. I think at a high um, level. I think at a high level, though. Um, I, you know, I think the animation is beautiful. Character agreed. designs are beautiful. The opening sequence of the show, or in mm. this case, I guess we call it the closing sequence, because the opening titles were put at the end. Um, it's one of the best looking Star Trek opening titles I've ever seen. It was very nice. Yeah. And I love the design of the USS Protostar. It's like a real, it's a real, it's almost like a merging of Voyager and the NX-01 Enterprise. And I, and the inside is a little like a cross between the Abrams Enterprise and the next gen season one Enterprise. Agreed. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see, because what I did not really expect was that it looks like there's going to be this kind of ongoing story of struggling against the giant head dad guy, mm-hmm. which I sort of, for some reason I had it in my head that they would find the ship and then they would just be traveling and it would be ship goes along and encounters different planets and things. But it does look like there will be a rebellion against the I can't think of the name of the person but yeah against those bad people that make people mine Mm -hmm. and so perhaps um, it's going to be more of a um, conflict based show with a you know a struggle against the power and now they have the ship as their main so you think it's going to be more of a I don't watch, obviously, shows for this age range, but um, so do you think it's going to be it's going to be more of a story arc than it is episodic, or do you think it's going to be sort of like a light story arc and maybe some episodic? I I don't know. I, I mean, I think it will be. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if they just leave. I mean, they've got the kid first off, the kid of the evil guy, who has sympathies toward the the rebel group. So there's got to be more to all that. Right. So yes, I think it will be more story arc based. That's what I think. I'm thinking of it as actually more like Star Wars Rebels than Clone Wars, I guess. Because Rebels, you kind of have a character who... Well, anyway, no need to get into it, but there are some similarities. You also have the... um, That, as part of the main ragtag group of people, characters, you have that the cute little character who just is there for comic relief. And of course, in this case, I'm talking about the little, right. Here's the thing though. And I, it's Murph. And Murph's I actually okay. do have one major issue with Murph. Oh boy. Who uh, do they well, rebuff? The here's the issue. So the actor who does the voice of Murph, D Bradley Baker, he did the voices for all of the clones on the clone wars. He's such a talented voice actor. And he seems so wasted making these little just making little noises and pretty yeah. blurps. Maybe he'll That's do maybe he'll do like villainous characters on the show or like characters outside of right because he U- did do a lot of characters on the Clone Wars because on the right. animated series, the original animated Trek show, James Dewan pulled double duty on a lot of things, as did Majel Barrett Roddenberry. So. Um, yeah, and even on the Batman show, who so was on Batman the Brave and the Bold, he did the Clock King, the mm-hmm. Demon Etrigan, he did Brain, a gorilla, and Ace the Bat Hound, Batman's yeah. dog. So he's a very talented guy. 
He's one of those people that's done so much voiceover that his Wikipedia, he has to have a separate page for his filmography. Overall, it was a fun episode to watch. It was a fun story. And I hope that this show really succeeds at bringing in that young audience that they're shooting for. And uh, we'll see how this plays out over the course of the season.